What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Uncensored Critic Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again for another episode. And it gives me great pleasure to welcome along someone who I've been who I've known of for a really long time and who's been a massive help for me, and I'm sure will be a massive help for you guys as well. And that is, of course, Mr. Andy Johnson. Andy is an actor, writer, and director and drama teacher. His work includes uh, acting in Peak Practice. I can't read my own handwriting. Yeah. Peak Practice, yep, <laughs> The Bill, and Picking Up the Pieces. He's directed at the Battersea Arts Centre at the Young Vic. He's taught at East 15, Mountview, Middlesex University and the University of Nevada. And is currently the director in residence of the Hertwood House in Surrey. And on the back of all this, he is the author of this incredible book. Uh, for anyone who's listening on Spotify or Apple, it's the excellent audition guide, how to do fantastic auditions, give great interviews, prepare amazing monologues and get into drama school. Uh, the link to Nick Hearn books is below and Andy has it on his mug as well, his coffee mug, I should say. And uh, on the back here, it also says a little bit more about Andy, said he started his career in stand-up comedy before going to write, act and direct for stage and screen. He was a writer and performer for the BBC's BAFTA award-winning short change as one and has won a Fringe First and numerous other awards for his productions at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Distilled from years of experience as a coach and a mentor, his, ex his system for preparing for auditions has helped over 300 young actors to win places at the UK's top drama school. And if you and when you get the book, there's a lot of reviews uh, inside, on the front and on the back. And one in particular says, there's only one book in the world I would read about getting into drama school and doing good auditions. And it's this one. And that was left by Vanessa Kirby, who you might know as Princess Margaret from The Crown on Netflix, as well as Mission Impossible. So, Andy, hello. Hiya. <laughs> How are you, I'm mate? I'm flushing now. It's years since I wrote all that. Hearing it again, I feel a bit embarrassed. It's kind of <laughs> what are you embarrassed about? about? <laughs> Nothing no, embarrassed well, I guess it's like watching your, your life float by. I suddenly well, it mentally went back to standing on stage at the comedy store at sort of 3am. It was like quite really? scary. Yeah. What was, what was that like? Uh, well, the tryout was quite scary, um, uh, uh, and it was at three a.m. and there were people with plastic uh, traffic cones on their heads and and uh, you know takeaway curry all down their shirts, shouting offences. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it went all right actually. Then I did quite a few gigs there in the end, proper ones. But I didn't mm -hmm. know what I was doing, so that was great. And a lot of <laughs> If you don't know what you're doing, it's, it's kind of a lot less scary than uh, suddenly you're, you're in this environment where you know, where Paul Merton's next and Julian Tenere's <laughs> next and things. I'm not, oh God, I'm that old. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I mean I've always thought about stand-up comedy. I haven't tried it. I don't think I ever will, but you know, well, just the way yeah, of making I, your words work. It, for me, uh, I did it because I was trying to get an equity card and back then you couldn't get a job without an equity card but you couldn't have an equity card without a job and there was one way in through the cabaret circuit you could get a provisional card and a mate of mine had broken his leg got bored wrote to all the comedy venues and said this guy's amazing he's brilliant in uh, in in liverpool uh and uh, which i you know i wasn't i'd never performed there oh yeah <laughs> um and then uh, uh so all of a sudden i started getting these phone calls and i didn't even have any material <laughs> but the kind of part of that was great because I didn't know the pecking order or you know the rules or anything so yeah and it was truly alternative I used to do impressions of turtles of turtles don't see one yeah go on <laughs> anyway you have to get that on YouTube anyone anyone watch on Apple and Spotify <laughs> check over to YouTube now and just watch that a little bit there. that was brilliant 
um I'd, also yeah i've got to say um your book excellent audition guide there is an updated version coming in the new year you were yeah. just telling me about yeah well um that's just sort of to include all the changes since covid mm. and the, how to make a self-tape and not, how not to panic about making a self-tape and mm. a great tip vanessa kirby gave me finally was to <laughs> say uh make the camera your best friend instead of an enemy or something scary Mm. um and just all sorts of little tips like that and framing it and you know but i think all the drama schools have got lots of uh, little tips now that they they give you know as well yeah yeah i was in i was in that boat because um i applied for drama school um late 2019 and uh i got i i've been to drama school i went to um, G um gsa um okay. and i got in but i had to my audition and my original one was in april 2020 but of course that got uh pulled so yeah, they yeah. said um send send in a, a tape and i thought oh god i've never done one before but luckily i had the help of our mutual friend uh katie heath to help me through that and um yeah shout out to katie hope you're well uh and um yeah it was it was a odd experience like in you know watching yourself back for the first time that that was tricky yeah. and it was like I'm used to it now but it was like yeah. oh god I mean there's a lot of really big famous actors who just don't watch their stuff yeah I think I think yeah. Bill Nye is one of them yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. you can see why you know but no you know no everyone you, you, we are usually unless you're really stupid our worst critics we ourselves are you know and it's yeah you know a lot of the book is and what i teach in in this this my my teaching room <laughs> i tried to make it friendly but it just looks mad i think no, um, great <laughs> oh <laughs> i'm still there yeah yeah can you still hear me yeah oh because this oh that's did you see it yes, oh, yes. this camera is not working it's my uh camera on my my uh, computer Okay, yeah, yeah. What the yeah. hell? It's working, yeah? Yeah, it's working. I can hear and see it. It's all good. <laughs> so, all good. yeah, uh, that's kind of what I, a lot of what I work with is people's heads. Mm. And basically, I try to identify and eliminate all the things which really fucked up my career when I was an actor because mm. I was always thinking too much, especially if on the screen. Mm. theatre was, was kind of better because you've got more more time and more going at it but yeah it's just when you're doing something then that voice starts talking to you, you yeah know? yeah you're getting this all wrong you know yeah. oh look you're not connected to that at all are you oh yeah why is that is that because you're talking to me <laughs> yeah, yeah it is actually yeah you're really stupid with your hand like they're there how are you gonna get that back down without anyone noticing hmm? just yeah yeah <laughs> so like... i mean that's the demon that's the the voice that we train ourselves to uh listen to it's the smallest meanest voice inside you that does not want you to do well but it's also mm. got the largest most attractive voice mm. um, yeah and uh so a lot of what i do is get people to recognize when that's happening not punish themselves but just try and banish it yeah usually yeah. keep an imaginary toy gun and shoot it like that it, i mean they pop back up like like uh, uh tin ducks at a shabby seaside fun fair but the longer the more you shoot them the longer they stay down <laughs> that's a very good way of looking at it actually that's really yeah. really good so um so yeah it's just um that's definitely one thing i want to talk about a lot today is uh and, and you know i said to you before we came on i've reread your book um yeah. in preparation for today <laughs> no no it's, i forgot what a lovely read it was and and it's so weird like going back to it after been to drama school and it's like oh wow it's like rereading and just reminding myself of all those times but but before we get into that one question i like to start off with is um 
the beginning of the journey. So where did uh, your love of acting and being involved in the art start for you? Where did it come from? I don't know. <laughs> I drifted it happened along. One day. <laughs> My parents used to run pubs and then we had a shop and a, and a post office in Redditch and I'd left college and eventually I got to about 21 and my sister said to me, Andy, do you think you ought to go to university or something? And I went, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, this was before, sorry, I, I went. And I went, oh, oh, yeah, I guess I should. And so I applied to three. And one was a place called Crew and Alsager College of Higher Education, mm. big old Crew and Alsager. Um, <laughs> and I got in, I thought, well, I don't need to apply anywhere else. You know, I was stupid, I was young. And like, uh, so I went there and it was staggering. It was, um, it was like a place for, it was called a combined studies in creative arts. So you could do painting, theater, and I, I, I did, uh, I can't remember now, but I mostly did theater. But we used to get all sorts of alternative companies to come in, like, uh, God, hesitate and demonstrate, uh, theater exchange, I mean, they've, they've all gone now, but and they, it was just mad. I mean, I can remember we had six weeks at the end of summer. And at one point we formed this group and everyone was doing like Stanislavski based auto. And we just called ourselves S-Tits. And uh, <laughs> we just sort of uh, parade into the, the dining room, tie somebody to their chair, take their lunch out and bury it under a tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was mad, but there's some really talented people come out of there. Like Cornelia Parker, the sculptor was, um, was, um, was the artist in residence, Heather Aykroyd, famous artist, mm. um, my mate, Adrian Rawlins, H, the actor. Um, yeah, and there's so many creative people come out there. So that, I think, I, I, I think possibly because my brother's an actor and I was trying to copy him. He's about eight years older than me. He's done consistently well. I think he's at the National at the moment. Oh, really? What's the I know he is. I went to see it. Yeah, The Crucible. Mm. Three hours, folks. Be careful. Yeah, yeah. I saw that a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's uh, the Crucible. You're in for a, a whole evening in the theatre. Yeah. And I, it I mean, the old git in it, <laughs> like <laughs> as I am now rapidly becoming. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Uh, what, do, what? What's your brother's name? Carl. Carl. Oh, you're Carl. Yeah, I've followed your brother's work for for many many years. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. Wow. I didn't. I didn't put that together there. No, well, you wouldn't have unless somebody said. <laughs> also, when I was an actor, I didn't want to be running off the back of his name. Yeah. And, and also, there was an Andy Johnson when I started. So I, I used my middle name and I became Andrew McLean. Wow. Which is my middle name. I've got Andrew McLean Johnson, mm -hmm. totally Scottish, and I'm Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the diversity gene pool i don't know what it is but it's a different well, my dad's from the shetlands but yeah oh cool yeah no i'm just yeah i've really loved um your, your brother's work i saw him in the crucible frankenstein with yeah. benedict cumberbatch john lee miller and also um the first show i saw after lockdown which was under milk wood with michael sheen yes he, I, I saw him in the film version that by the bbc i love that i love that play it's like it's Under like modern Woods. Shakespeare. It is. It's it is. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it was the what a treat to come back to the theatres, you know, after all that time away, yeah. and then to see Michael Sheen do do that, and yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. What what an, uh, that's an experience I'll never forget. That's for yeah. sure. 
Um, so yeah, um, so let's jump into your work um, with this incredible book. I've probably yeah. played a few times now. So yeah, guys, uh, it's the Excellent Audition Guide by Andy, and it's a sort of a Bible or like an instruction book. It's so many different things, all all, all in one, uh, about how to prepare uh, properly for drama school, and then also when you're at the audition, what to do, how to focus on yourself, and then also the recall process, and then afterwards, basically, yep, it's on your coffee mug there. And um, yeah, it's basically a a toolkit of how to get into drama school. And it's uh, I cannot recommend this book enough. You go on your, it's on Nick Hearn Books in the moment, uh, the link's down below, uh, and all of the major retail, retailers. So. Um, so it's split into four parts, uh, application, preparation, practical practice, and the actual audition. But um, having reread it um, again for today, and the, the big thing that jumps out of me when, when, you, uh, when I was reading it, and probably when you were writing it, um, is just preparation is so important. It's so important. You know, I, 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 they didn't let me put it in the book, but uh, before I've or as I was writing it, I actually interviewed uh, heads of about seven drama schools. Mm. And one of the questions was, what's the worst applicant that you, you get? Mm. And they, did, they all said, people who are not prepared, not prepared uh, with like uh, uh, what they've worked on, what they've done. You know, they'll turn up with like a modern and a classical and a barely remembered second classical. Whereas I always get my, the people I work with, my uh, students, I guess that's the right term. Um, I, I, it ends up being friends. I like to say, look, you don't have to impress me. I'm your mate. Uh, mm. You know, I'm not your teacher. And it kind of works better that way. But yeah, the, um, that is, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> you asked, um, you interviewed um, head of drama schools, what's their worst? Oh act? yeah, and that was their main uh, point was underprepared people coming up with hardly any speeches. I always, oh, that's where I was, yeah. I always say to mine, you want at least five of each mm. contrasting pieces because then uh, it's like, if you've only got those two, you will have worn them out and so, or if you get a couple of auditions and don't go so well, or somebody at an audition says, that's not really for you, or that's not a good, you, you know, you're kind of like, man, that whole thing is done. And also say nowadays it will be at a recall because uh, or a Zoom, because, mm. you know, the, it's all self-tapes. Um, they, sometimes they do say, have you got anything else? And yeah. if you can go, yeah, I've got this, this, that, and this. You are someone who is committed to the craft, committed to the art, serving the work, and mm. also serving the listener, the viewer, the the the, the audience, you know, yeah. the panel even, rather mm. than your ego or your laziness or your panic or your doubt and your fear. And mm. that's the brilliant thing about acting and performing and the theatre in general. You know, you serve people. And sometimes we give medicine for the soul because it distracts and transports and translates people from maybe their great everyday life or their crappy everyday life or problems that they're going through. They all turn up and go, especially to a theatre. I mean, not ruling out the screen either, but, you know, they all, everyone gathers together and they're waiting. And then these people come out and transport us to mm. another world and show us maybe why we do and say the things we do and how other people interact. And, mm. and at the same time, maybe we laugh a bit or get scared. And it's 
we need stories. We've got to have stories. You know, we've got books, we've got the radio, we've got TV, film, magazines, the internet. We thrive on stories. And your your job, well, yeah, your job is to serve them. Not your doubt, not your fear, not your ego, but serve the word, serve the words and serve the others. It's an act of generosity. And so if you're doing it well, you are then connected, energized, focused, and maybe a little bit afraid, who isn't? But that all of that energy and commitment just flows out of you and mm. just enwraps the audience into a believable, energized experience. So that's kind of, yeah, I battled a bit then, didn't I? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. No, it's 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 very good because um, you know, just to be prepared and just to have enough enough work under your belt to actually go, okay, so you've done now. I'll use a very obvious example, but one is like you do to be or not to be. Okay, okay. Do you have anything else? And it's like, okay, I've also got this a dagger that I see before me. Okay, do you have anything else? And it's like, okay, I have um uh no, not Edmund. Don't oh by the way, don't do Edmund from King Lear, guys. They hate that one. <laughs> yeah, and Viola. And Viola as well. Yeah. yeah. If you walk in and you do um I heard myself proclaimed from King Lear, they will yeah. laugh you out the yeah. door. They will laugh yeah, you out yeah, the door. Yeah. Yeah. Or, but, yeah. yeah. But this, I, I, I quite often recommend people do a non-Shakespeare as well. There's some great speeches that aren't, you know, necessarily Shakespeare, especially mm. for 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 women. Um, but, but there's, a, I found a great one uh, in about 2017, which was very topical. It's called mm. from a, a play called The Book of Sir Thomas More. Mm. And while Shakespeare didn't write that play, he wrote this particular speech for the for the people writing, I can't remember who they were now, but it's all about sort of there's stuff kicked off on the streets and he's been sent out there. So Thomas More, who was Henry VIII's main man, he's mm. like religious, but he's also a philosopher, a humanitarian and, and, a, and a philanthropist. And so he goes out to talk to the people who want a load of foreign people kicked out the country and yeah. he just tears them apart in a very nice way. So yeah, quite I, topical, I think... that. I think Ian McKellen did that on a few yeah, I think yeah. I've heard, yeah, yeah, I think I've heard about that. Yeah. But, uh, they, so there are loads more choices other than just a Shakespeare. Mm. You know? And I think you, you, if you've got other speeches, you don't, you can use them as punch bags to work on with technique without punching the hell out of your, uh, your own main speeches, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's prepare. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Yeah, I mean, I'm very guilty of um, going into drama school auditions and just, I mean, uh, the first time I applied for GSA, which just, just finished my degree, and I thought, right, I'm going to go in and I'll get a place at drama school. It's all going to be fine. But um, I <laughs> I literally just learnt the words of my speech. I didn't do any research. I just learnt the words, went in and just winged it, I'll be honest. And um, yeah, I didn't get a call back. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, and, you know, I think it's so important, you know, and we've, we talk about this again and again and again. So if anyone is uh, listening to this, you know, who wants to go to drama school is thinking about doing it. When you find your speeches, it's so important that you, I mean, it's kind of the basics, but you know what you're talking about, you know, where you are, you know, where you need to be. And um, yeah. And you know, I've seen, other people do auditions and stuff and they get up and do Shakespeare and, you know, it's very clear that, you know, and, you know, like I said, yeah, I'm guilty yeah. of this is that they've just learned the text, not paid attention to any of the punctuation or the beats in the line. They've just gone, 
okay um and on top of all that they picked edmund or something like that <laughs> and they go there's i hope it's proclaimed and it's like okay right <laughs> But um, it's so important. Yeah, I, I, you know, and people get really scared about iambic pentameter and you know, that, to be honest, don't worry about it. They're going to learn that mm. at, uh, at uh, drama school. Uh, it Basically, it's speaking as we speak. I mean, we speak in pentameter anyway. You mm. know, uh, you make me sick. You make me really sick. Mm. Let's go to the pub and have a pint. Mm. Uh, I didn't quite scan. Um, <laughs> so... But it, in fact, somebody told me that, um, uh, that they didn't call it iambic pentameter until about the 18th century. Mm. The, the, the Elizabethans called it rhythm for, from a Greek word called rhythmos, which just means flow. Yeah. And yeah. You don't have to do that when you say flow. I don't know why I'm on that. That's good to have a visual cue. I mean, you, yeah, you'll, yeah. Also, you'll also study Jack Lecoq when you get to drama school as well. So yeah. it's good to have that movement into things. Yes. That's um, Cool. So uh, let's see. So, so the application process, I mean, it's fairly kind of straightforward. And oh, yeah, what, one thing that I sort of read with interest, and also I spoke to drama schools about this from part one of your book, is um, it's never too late to audition. And at the same time, it's never too early either. So, yeah. 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 I think a lot of what the drama schools will, uh, will uh, uh, urge you to audition early. Mm. And everyone goes, I've got to audition early. But you, if you're auditioning before you're ready, before you've got speeches that you trust and speeches that trust you, mm. and you've done work on them and you've tried them loads of different ways and that, it's you're wasting your money and your time because, mm. you know, they, they, they will hold places till the very end, A, because you're paying and they have to, but more to the point is um, that they're, uh, they want to take the best people they can get. So they're going to, they're not going to just take everybody they see in the first few weeks. But I mean, people do, like if you're doing your A-levels or whatever, people do kind of get a bit stressed and leave it to the last moment. Or if you're at uni, you're probably working on your dissertation or a bit stoned at the time or something, you know. So, uh, yeah. But I always say when you're ready, maybe a couple just before Christmas, send them off. Mm. And then some just after Christmas and to hold a couple back. I mean, it used yeah. to be, it's a bit different now, but it used to be that if you send all your speeches off at once, your auditions off at once, it could come back in two, three weeks and all your auditions would be in another week or so mm. all at once. And then if you if you screw a couple up, you're kind of like, oh, oh you've got no time to recover or change or anything. And, you know, your mind starts playing and then it's all over. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. I mean, I remember um, just going back to what Katie Heath told told me about, which was, but we worked together to get into drama school, and she said, make sure you got you get your speeches first, and then you apply, and then Cause, yeah, because yeah, yeah. then you're ready. And also, we worked together on a personal statement as well. And um, you know, for anyone out there who's done a personal statement for a university or for drama school, yeah, it's it's. It's it's tedious, really. And I find it really, really difficult to write. I went through like 101 different drafts when I was applying for my undergrad. But um, but for drama school, it was easier because I, you know, and I think you mentioned it in your book as well, is also to be, just be honest, you know, just yeah. tell your story. And that's something Katie always said. Um, 
she said just tell them about you and why you don't obviously yeah they know that you love acting you know that you, they know that you want to be an actor or you want to come to drama school they know obviously, that yeah <laughs> but what is it about acting that makes you want to do it and it was all these really good questions and and um so what, what would your advice on personal statements be from and it's in your book but think yeah. about it no, well yeah i mean i i you know I can't put it all in the book anyway, so there's different, but yeah, and that goes back to what I was babbling on about earlier about serving the audience and, and theatre and writing and literature tells us who we are mm. and, and make, helps us to feel something about who we are mm. or who other people are, but it's a service, you know, and that's what's magnetic and interesting to me is the function of theatre, the telling of stories and like you know, you get so many people going, yeah, I just love being in front of an audience and then making them really happy. And I love to become a character. Well, you can't become a character because you're you. You can maybe take on the situation and the needs and the wants and the deeds and the words, mm. the ideas of another character, but you've mm. got to be you first. Mm. We need to see you, not mm. you doing things. I mean, I don't give a shit about watching somebody feel something that's on stage. I just want to know, A, what happens next, because I want the story, and B, to be able to trust and, and believe and embrace that what's coming out of that character, mm. rather than them trying to look like they're acting or mm. doing a funny voice because it makes me feel like I'm acting or having something in front of them, like I just got. <laughs> so that, you know, you can hide. And that's the real... That's the real thing about acting, I think, is to be vulnerable and mm. open and you. Be mm. you. Be true. It's all you can do. Yeah. And I think um, that feels kind of spooky. It's why people do sort of stick their chins forward or have a funny voice or, or, or move around a lot. I'm not saying stay still, but, you know, they kind of, uh, it makes them feel better, safer. Mm. I would say, I think... I don't I can't remember. I think somebody told me this. Uh, I wish I'd made it up. But um, if you feel awkward, you're probably getting it right. Mm. Yeah, and I I was got caught in that trap of um, like trying to give more and you know try to you know you know what if I moved around a little bit more? What if I gave more looks and stuff like that? And it's like, well, I think you you only do that if the text prompts you there in the first place and also yeah. your yeah. job is to serve the words serve the story serve the audience yeah just get get to the truth yeah not your doubts not your fears i mean yeah it's a it's an easy thing for me to say but a long lesson to learn and mm. you know i kind of i what i taught um is everything that i screwed up when i was auditioning and mm. acting and everything that i did wrong and stopped me really enjoying it because that's actually why we want to act, because we mm. enjoy it, you know, mm. even though it's scary and frightening. Just to go back to your point about personal statements, it is horrible sometimes to write a personal statements. I can't talk about myself. I mean, that's why actors have agents. <laughs> but then, yeah, you're, you're so right. I mean, I always say never use the word passion, never use the word amazing, because it doesn't mean anything unless you can explain why it's amazing. Just to say, yeah, uh, coming to Rada would be amazing. You know, why? I don't know. Why do you want to come to Rada? Well, it's Rada. <laughs> why do you want to come to Lambda? Well, it's Lambda. Do you want to go to Asda? Yeah, where's that? 
<laughs> you know, it's, oh, it, it's like, so your personal statement, really, you need to have had a look around and maybe gone to see some shows at these drama schools and know what they are and what they do. Now, most drama schools do the same thing. They may just have different routes. But what I say to my people that I work with is, okay, here's your personal statement. I want 10 lines to look at. Yeah. Write it as if you're um, sending it off, but I will look at it first for you. And the two questions to answer, five lines on why you want to be an actor and five lines on why you want to train at a drama school. Mm. And inevitably people go, I'm so passionate about acting. I love it, you know, and uh, all of those things when it really locked in is what acting does, what the actor does and what theater and film and, and, and literature and stories do for us as a species, as mm. a, you know, they educate us, they, they inform us, they entertain us. They, it does so many things in, in a live action. Mm. And I think that's really why you should want to be an actor. You may mm. just, enjoy being in front of people and having them clap at the end of it because yeah that's nice but you know and why do i want to go to drama school most people just don't know what drama schools do and how they do it mm. I think, <clears throat> so they they just go yeah. drama school would be amazing because i could push myself you know and what's that um, mean <laughs> yeah but yeah of course i think to go to drama school is something uh, Antonio Magro's uh, uh, one of my ex-students now in America doing stuff. He said the the most fantastic thing for him coming out. I nearly said amazing then uh, for him uh, coming out of drama school was he actually knew himself so mm. much better mentally, creatively, uh, vocally, physically, um, and I think personally. Mm. And I think there's the answer why you want to go to a drama school. Then you need to say a little bit of something about how a drama school uh, drags this out of you, uh, involves you, immerses you in all of this, you know, and, and the intensive experience that you get mm. five, six days a week, sometimes evenings. It's like nothing. It's like a military training. It's like, you know, I always say that um, you need to train. Some people get lucky. Uh, but you basically need to train or you don't get better. Uh, you can't, a sprinter doesn't get faster without sprinting, right? No, exactly. Put a boxer in a ring without having trained, they'll last half a round. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, got the cold. Um, right. But yeah, you have to know yourself mentally, physically, and in, in all those ways. And the drama school will give you a specific, rigorous, professional training besides you know teaching you about how the i hate the word industry as well that how mm. the profession works mm. and 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 how to you know present yourself and they're all crucial things as well which i didn't go to drama school so <laughs> i made some big mistakes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we all have we all have yeah. it's all good um yeah i think that's really good and I'm, I'm really sort of resonate with what your what your friend went through there like he knew himself better yeah. as a result of going to drama school yeah I felt the same way and I'm not as a result of being to drama school I'm not scared of making mistakes anymore you know yeah. if, like if you mess mess a speech up if you drop a line if you don't do the best self-take you can possibly do then yeah. it's it's fine you know you just cancel and continue and I think yeah I mean I went to 
you know, it's GSA. And uh, we did a exercise in our screen acting class and uh, we were given this really hard um, monologue. It was all about finance stuff. I can't remember where it was from, um, but I tried it and I tried my best to learn it as best I could, but and I, I had to get this tape in. I thought I had to do it, but yeah. thankfully that tape has disappeared off the face of the planet, but it's literally me just going, and just trying yeah. to think my brain's going just think yeah. of something just say something just say something and you know the guys are very sweet and um you know funny enough i i put my hand up at the end and i apologized to the room for that and uh, immediately said um that all the guys just went no 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 Ollie, don't don't apologize don't apologize this is you're here to try things new if you mess up it's fine but i'm actually really grateful for that experience I mean, at the time I, I really wasn't but yeah but, uh, i mean i, I yeah. do wish i'd been to drama school because yeah. i just luck you know I, I like i got into it from doing stand-up comedy and like we said earlier and I, I, there was times when i was working on stuff and I'm like, i wish i was had the training i wish i knew what i was doing <laughs> but yeah um it's it, 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 it i think it's yeah it is essential to to uh to know why you want to go mm. otherwise yeah. you just come across as you know a load like a load of people as somebody who just doesn't know how it works and what yeah. they have to do and you know so many people apply and they just think if they want it enough they'll get it or mm. hope yeah. I, I say to people hope does nothing mm. action is everything and it's the same with what you know get, getting to know yourself a bit better what, what you were saying earlier it's like mm. um people are terrified of going for something and like we, now we're saying oh, no, going too much for stuff it is a knife edge mm. between doing too much and doing too little but yeah. when you are on that razor sharp line that's when things are really you know in fired up but um people a lot of people won't have any proper release because they are scared to make a mistake or mm. get it wrong yeah so you can't be good without at least being unafraid of being shit mm. and like i say in the book from shit you get fertilizer and that makes things grow yeah so, but you have to make mistakes yeah that's why they have rehearsals otherwise we just put the play straight on yeah or the movie you know it's like it's a journey of discovery you have to discover yourself so you can discover other people yeah and for that you have to be open not shut not guarded not yeah. you know vulnerable again it goes round in a circle yeah because i thought being vulnerable was was a weakness at one point but it really isn't it's it's your superpower anyway i think someone yeah. said it is your superpower to open yourself up to the training open yourself up to the room and then yeah you, you well yeah and open yourself up to the room it's, it's crucial because if you're blocking yourself you're blocking everyone else that you're working with mm, that's right that's right and again here comes that word generosity yeah and paradoxically you have to be generous to other people and the audience and your fellow performers and to the text mm. but in order to do that you have to be generous to yourself which we never do hardly because people yeah. are generous to myself well, that's selfish how can yeah. i well, uh i can't be generous and anyway that's why i was end up going places that i never wanted to go and doing things never wanted to do because i couldn't say no yeah and then getting annoyed with people because they weren't grateful enough then getting annoyed with myself for being petty enough to get annoyed with them because they didn't say thank you 
for me yeah. doing that stuff. That, mm. So there is an element. Of, it's not selfishness. It's it's generosity and trust and faith and belief in the work you've done, in the text, in 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 the craft, in the words, in your decisions. And they're quite easy things to say. It does take a bit of learning, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let, let's come on to um, uh, the actual the advice you have for or the actual audition. And also you talk a lot about mantras uh, in the book as well. Uh, how to just keep you just keep yourself going that everything is going to be OK. You know, and um, another thing you so you also point out, which is also really important, is is not to compare yourself to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, I, I think less less of a less of a an issue at least for your first so i mean just something's just falling out the fireplace that's okay um, less of an issue is like now because you don't get to sit in a room full of nervous people mm. until maybe the recall because in you know, i guess it's still oh may yeah but just before your day there would be you'd be waiting and waiting. You know, some places like the Royal Welsh, they like you to be together. They have their students there to look after. You. They like to see how you interact. So again, it's do, a yeah. Yeah. But you know what tends to happen is we sit there and we go, "I'm only me." Oh my God, I'm not that person. Oh, mm. I wish I looked like her. Uh, she's got blonde hair. I've got brown hair. Um, uh, he's like, uh, wow, he's the same height as me. He's he's doing the same piece as me. <laughs> he's going in first i'm screwed you know and it's like oh people will what, the other thing is people will come up to you in the waiting area because they're nervous as hell yeah. understandably fear is darwinian we're all scared and you know acting is that's why people get stage fright and adrenaline which it releases which is great you shouldn't be mm. frightened of that. that's why we invented stealing cars and bungee jumping you know yeah um, <laughs> but some people are so nervous that they want to offload it onto other so they'll come up and they go you know oh, you, I, I, i'm really fucking scared of you yeah yeah i'm nervous oh, yeah. i'm so nervous no 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 i i, I think of chapters yeah i actually have here smell this it's real poo <laughs> and they're kind of trying to either terrify you so that they feel better about themselves being terrified or trying to offload their terror but you don't need to do that You've got nerves. Embrace your nerves. Embrace your fear. That one of the mantras is make fear your friend. Yeah. Because it is nerve-wracking being judged and on display. But this is what you want to do. This is what you love. This is what you enjoy. And that's a new thing I've gotten into now is, you know, you've got to learn somewhere along the line to enjoy this, not beat yourself up, not talk to the demon, not mm. uh, be depressed and upset, mm. you know, about not getting it. This is what you want to do. This is what you enjoy. Mm. Fact, I'm gonna, can I go in a little loop? And um, yeah, of course. A little story. Um, there's a wonderful young person who um, who worked uh, worked with me. In fact, she uh, crocheted that for me. Ooh, she's Ooh. great at cakes. Oh, nice. Let me this. But it was locked down, and I'd worked with her the year before, and she was really good. But and then. She, uh we were like uh sometimes it would it would be live um and a lot of the time it'd be like a whatsapp or she'd send me stuff to look at for her mm. and sometimes i'd be like just watching which is you know when you don't take notes and you're not going uh, mm, and because i'm quite picky but mm. in a good way i hope <laughs> better ask them but 
and, and, <laughs> and I, I, I messaged her back and I said, she's at the Royal Scottish now, I won't tell you her name, but I said, here's a, a false name. I said, Sally, what the fuck are you doing? The last lot you sent me were great. And then what's going on here? It's because she was either over the top or dead. And she go, I know, it's my head. I fucking hate, I hate this. It's terrible. I hate it. And I said to her, Sally, is there anything that you do that you really like, that you enjoy? And she went, yeah. Baking. Baking. I said, right, okay. I said, and you enjoy that? She went, yeah. And I said, uh, so what? She said, yeah, Pete. I said, do other people like it? She said, yeah. In fact, it's kept me going through lockdown because they come to my door and I make them bread and cakes and it's, you know, giving me a little bit of an income. And I said, they enjoy it, yeah. And you enjoy it, yeah. Mm. I said, so say, for example, you're making a cake. You put that cake in the oven and it comes out and it's, it's messed up, yeah? I said, what happens? She goes, I laugh. And I went, okay. Then what? She said, well, I think about what I did, think about the temperature, the ingredients, the mix. Then I'd just go again. I, okay. And you really love that? Yeah. I said, if you've got a cake that comes out and it's it, it, it's not cooked, do you put it back in? Yeah. And what if it's starting to burn? Do you take it out? Yeah. Mm. And I said, then you kind of let it cool. And then you put all your fantastic dressings on it and you, you, you sell it to somebody who takes it away and they really love it. And you really love it. She said, yeah, yeah, I love it. I said, well, why can't you do that with your acting? And she was like, and like within, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't work for everybody, obviously, but within a couple of months, she'd got a place at the Royal Scottish. That yeah. I'm not saying because of that story, but it's you, what I'm saying is don't forget that this is what you like. This is what you enjoy. This is mm. what you want to do with your life. Mm. So even the mistakes and the pressure and the, you know, you've got to sort of embrace that. Mm. And that's a, that's a really, really cool analogy about that. You know, it's, you get so caught up. And I think even in the audition room yourself, sometimes you, you do a line and you, and then subconsciously your, your demon, as you say, yeah. is going, is going, Oh, well, that wasn't very good. Was it? And it's like, oh, just, just shush, <laughs> go away. Exactly. Yeah. And what I say is you need to cultivate the other ghost that's in you or, or of the many, uh, which is kind of, we never talk to, which is our friend. Mm. And you need to pull them out and make them exist. And they are yes. your friend. Obviously, they're your friend and they're your uh, monitor, if you like. And they're strict. Mm. If you screw up, they'll go, fix it, bitch, and mm. sting. Mm. And then they'll say, but move on. Yeah? yeah. Whereas the demon will go, oh, you made another mistake. You're not really connected. You don't, you're not very good at this anyway, are you? You go, no, I'm not. And, you know, it's all about connection. Mm. connection connection mental physical vocal visual whatever and also you need to connect to yourself before you can connect to the wants the needs the deeds and the words and the character and if you're talking to the demon that much of your brain and i felt this when i was acting is is kind of engaged with shit yeah and so that's all we can see of you yeah so but the more you get rid of that demon the more we can hello i mean it, it, it's still there it never goes away completely obviously otherwise you wouldn't be human yeah but um that monitor that friend not your judge not your demon exactly strict but good yeah it's good it's good to have like some tough love for yourself in a way that even though it, the lessons are harsh but yet you know yeah. just make sure you 
you know, was like remind yourself that you've got your own back as well and everything. Yeah. Um, and one thing you also, you mentioned, I'm just I'm just very aware at the time. I know you've got other places and other things to do today. Well, uh, we can you know work that one. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So you you you, meant, you mentioned also about um how to keep the focus between um so say if you go to an audition and you get a recall, um you know keep going back to the speeches keep that focus. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's great that you've got a recall, but what you've got to understand is so of all the other people who've got a recall yeah and there's and, the two of them <laughs> you know i think usually if you recall it means you have some chance some good chance of of getting in you know but if you sit back and go far ah, then no but you've got to keep working the more you work the more you learn if your head mm. is right whatever you do you know the more a carpenter works with wood the better they get the more understanding they get of their abilities and measurement you know it's a craft acting like 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 carpentry like plumbing a plumber can't mend pipes without learning about temperature and heat and all of that and pressures and you know and the more they do it the quicker they get the the more they can make other decisions mm. same with acting it's a craft and the more of it you do and that's why you've got to be interested in it, interested in your mistakes, interested in why it went wrong, rather than uh, stabbing yourself in the in the soul, mm. you know, because that's how it goes. And you can go to drama school, you never bloody stop learning. My brother tells me that, you know, you never stop. He's 89 or something, 96, I don't know. Um, and, uh, you know, it's true. And it, it, most actors will say that to you. You mm. do not stop learning, no, because you change as uh, with your as your life experience changes and your outlook changes, and the more experience you get, you see things better. You do, you ch you change, and um, you know, you you see things from a different perspective, and yeah. how you know, and it's it's funny because I remember reading um your book many years ago and just thinking about going for drama school the first time. And if I look back on that person who was reading the book for the first time, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't recognize that person anymore. You know, it's, you know, you've, yeah. you've changed a lot as, as well, people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because you get more understanding of yourself, more understanding of the craft, more, you know, through experience. So mm. don't not do it. Yeah, it's exactly. scary doing stuff for yourself on your own as well. But not quite scary as doing an audition, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think you also mentioned about how to embrace the energy of the audition room as well. You know, because you go in there, you're full of fear and you know and yeah. nerves. But yeah, the the energy in the room is is there to help you because I think yeah. the people on the other side of the panel they want you to succeed. They're not <laughs> they're not there going. We want you to pay all this money to for, for this audition. Yeah. Yeah. We just want. They're not there saying we just want your money. We want you to fail. We want you to actually. Yeah, they well, they want yeah. it like yeah. like I was talking about that that person, the baker. You know, sometimes I could watch her, and I'll be like, "Ah!" Oh. And sometimes, yeah. if you're focused and connected and committed, you don't even have to put a great performance in in an audition because if you draw the audience in and they're just watching, it can have been not brilliant, but you've absorbed them, and then mm. you come out and you go, "Oh, that two minutes went." quite quick when normally two minutes goes really slow if you've been watching 48 auditions yeah. you know <laughs> but yeah the energy in the room is really important because like you say they want to, you to do well because there's nothing worse than watching 50 people just bags of nerves totally afraid you know 
coming into the room, being really nice, being much nicer than we actually are. You're nice enough, folks. You don't yeah. have to be nicer. Or, or people <laughs> coming in, being really frightened, covering their hands up, apologizing for being there. Just come in, be you, be true. I slightly nervous you, but it's all you can do. And yeah. then get focused and connected. And, and yeah, they want you to do well, honestly. Yeah, because they they have to fill, not only do they have to fill the cohort from a professional perspective, but yeah. they want you to follow your passions and tell them what you love and yeah. how acting and how this thing, how it makes you happy. Same with the interview, I think, you know, or yeah, the, interview, the yeah. best interviews are actually just an accidental chat. But most people go, especially yeah. younger ones, they go, oh, interview. Oh, my God, terrifying. Yes, it is quite scary for anything. Yeah, it is, uh, yeah. Once you've done a few interviews for drama school and for drama school auditions, uh, you know, uh, interviewing for a job at the co-op is going to be like nothing. You know? <laughs> but it, it's to be able to have a proper conversation, embrace your nerves and listen because most of the time we just you know we, we pretend we're yeah yeah i can hear you i used to do it as an actor i used to go to audition get an interview and i go do i look like i'm listening no yeah i do now yeah okay great mm. and it'd be like uh, yeah. by the time they'd finished i had no idea what they'd said because i was just and they don't want that either and and also if it's a difficult question say that's a difficult question instead of getting terrified going oh my god that's a difficult question and then talking crap they want your answer there's some answers are right than others but basically they want your answer there is no correct absolute correct answer you know yeah. there's and i don't mind waiting for people to take a few seconds 10 seconds even to think about and respond to what it is has been asked or uh, you know being talked about and that's another sort of crucial thing you know is to not get overwhelmed by interviews or people. Because, you know, some people may look at interviews or, or even at the audition, bored, disinterested. They may be smiling a lot. Great. They may look, like, disappointed. They mm. may ask aggressive questions. <clears throat> but it doesn't matter. You can only do what you can do in that, that situation. That's be you, be true, and use the energy of the room. And I've had people come back from every one of those experiences loads of questions really interested people nothing other people don't only ask me one question and they didn't seem very pleased at all recall there's no point in worrying about that that's external disconnection and distraction mm. and also i think find just just jumping back to speeches quickly is also yeah. find a shakespeare and find a modern text that actually suits you because yeah, we, we all love to do the, you know, to be or not to be's and now is the winter of our discontent, etc. But, you know, but if it doesn't suit you, um, then, yeah. you, then, you know, you're not, then, you know, you want you to come across in your, in your speeches as well. So they want to get a reflection of what you can do, as well as maybe using a character that's quite good and good fit for your natural personality. And then they go, okay, like we can, we can work. There's, I see potential here. I like the vibes I get from this person. And then now we can um, move forward. So let's let's invite them back. Let's have a chat. And then once you do it again, it's like, cool. I like this guy or this girl or this person. And they go, <coughs> excuse they me. I go, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, I mean, me, they want human beings. Yeah. Vulnerable, uh, thoughtful, slightly nervous, interested, interesting. That's life. That's who we want in our family of uh, performers, who we want in our cast, who we want to work with for three years. Mm, exactly. 
and and yeah i think uh, all of that is is really kind of necessary to be prepared is again it goes back to that preparation as well you know if you don't know anything about the school if they say why why um why do you want to come to bristol mm. because it's a very good drama school <laughs> i mean yeah my fave is always the royal welsh i think that's yeah just out of curiosity um you don't have to name or shame this person but what's been one of the one of the auditions you've seen and uh well one of the worst auditions that you've seen and also but it's one of the best uh yeah you don't you, 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 you don't have to name and shame anyone <laughs> just yeah know. yeah well you know you get lots of people into especially some people will come and they're terrible i know you know to do go through their stuff i'll never say somebody's terrible because yeah. i leave that to drama school teachers but what i will do is work them out of that mindset or that acting technique or whatever yeah. it is or their nerves and and hopefully then open them out to a better sense of being in a room with somebody and doing your work and being you mm. but basically it comes back to an underprepared person who uh who uh is overacting doing stuff you know trying to show themselves and me that they're feeling something. Uh, and then there's other people actually who do the other end, do TV acting, mm. which is actually, they, they, they're not actually doing anything because that's the modern thing now. And <laughs> this is like, um, that's it's, terrible as well, um, because again, it's a, don't worry, it's a fine balance. <laughs> you know, it's a fine, fine balance. Yeah. And when you get that balance, that's when things work. That's when things rock. Yeah. Um, the best ones are people who are there and also can react to what you 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 know if you want to change something or make a suggestion they're not they're not welded to this railroad of hope mm. singing their sad anxious ego half worn out driven song uh, <laughs> of of hope that they learned when they learned the lines they no respect for the words no respect for the story they, they, they're just serving their doubt. They're serving their fear. They picked up their speech and they projected ahead to the speech that they hope will get them into drama school, that they hope the guy with the beard is writing nice things about during it. And the woman who's smiling a lot really does like it. And that, mm. while you're doing all that, that's going on in your head as well. So mm. you're nowhere near doing any acting. So the best, I guess the best people are, are people who can walk in the room, maybe even make mistakes, mm. but just connect to themselves, to the room, to the moment, to the place that their character is in. Maybe it's a field or a, a castle and to connect to the characters that are around them and the words and the thoughts and, and the needs and the deeds of, of those people and energize them and bring them out while also bringing us in. Yeah, and connect to the yeah. the outside world and connect with each other. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I've watched people who they've done nothing fantastic. They've just been really connected, really focused. And I've gone, oh, yeah, oh, that's two minutes. It's two minutes. And like suddenly it's like, oh, <laughs> there's the time. It's over. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, it, two minutes when you're doing an audition it is a long time for the audition uh, E. Mm. Um, but for the auditioner, 
it's sorry, it's the other way around. It's a short yeah. time for the auditionee, but for the yeah. auditioner, it's mm. a long time. Because especially if you've seen a load that day, because time goes really slowly because we're watching you with all the intensity and, and focus that we would watch a two, three hour show condensed into two minutes. Mm. So if you stay in the same tone, the same energy, the same, oh, here's my serious acting. I'm going to be upset. Now I'm going to do my upset acting. I'm very good at upset acting. And, <laughs> and, 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 and in fact, what happens then is no matter how tragic the situations of the, of the character is, like, you know, uh, their husbands run off with a horse and the car's fallen in through a melt hole in the ground and, and, <laughs> and all the kids have left home or, or you know, could be the same for a bloke, you know. Um, if you carry on being sad, pretty soon it becomes a bit of a whinge mm. and then a bit of a whine and then pretty soon all we can hear is... And we just want to get up and go, cheer the bloody hell up! <laughs> I'm use another word there, but I uh, didn't quite have the courage. Um <laughs> Um, so, you know, you do need change. Change is good. Can't force it either. Again, it's one of those sort of things I keep saying, yeah, you need to be this, but don't do it. Mm. <laughs> you know, when I'm directing shows, it's like, yeah, do it blue, but be green. And <laughs> I, it's so, but it, it, everything is a knife edge between too much, like I said before, or too little, or, um, you know, we don't necessarily want people to see how upset we are. In fact, there's loads of things that we don't want them to know how angry we are with them. So maybe we'll just smile. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's those feelings on the inside there. If you're showing them on the outside, you're probably doing too much. And, and, and what you've got to be feeling it in the gut, gut feeling, gut instinct, have the guts. It's, it's all down here and in there. But if you're trying to demonstrate it, probably it's not so good. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned also in the book um, that to go lean on to don't use an acting voice in inverted yeah. commas. Yeah, yeah. So quite often people will uh, make their voice go a little bit higher because it makes them feel like they're acting and they're not being them. But like <laughs> I said, we want you to be you, being affected, infected, probably the wrong word after a pandemic, by the thoughts, the needs, the deeds, the ideas of the character and the situation of the character. That mm. should change you. And if you've worked with words and learned words and not sounds that you will be able to not know what you're going to say next because mm. you know it well enough mm. or trust what you're going to say next because you know the, the character doesn't even know they're in an audition no they don't <laughs> hopefully it's a little moment in their life and suddenly they're in this audition room with people watching yeah. and uh you also you also made a good point about um for soliloquies you know a lot of people use soliloquies for audition speeches yeah. and stuff and you said um to create, um, find the connection with the other with another person. Obviously, you're up there by yourself. Yeah. You know, create that scene partner in front of you. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think it's. I, I, I used to say, see a face, don't see space. <laughs> and you know, even if that's somebody who you dislike, like, love, fancy, <clears throat> um, or someone you know, you can mm. put them in there if they if that image of them is suitable. Yeah. Or you can create your own and it is about creating the world of the character and there's two worlds there's the the mental and physical world and then there's a geographical world as well you know what room am i in what time is it do i need a wee where have i just been because then then you start to connect to that as you start your speech so already you enter a room or a place or space of somebody else and you can so then you're not in, in the deadly audition room or in front of the deadly audition camera. Mm. As you go into that, we go into that with you because we want you to give us the story. And if you're doing it well, we love you. 
Yeah, that's all you got to do. <laughs> Um, Easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really find it interesting how, um, you know, how to prepare. I know we've talked about um, preparing um, for the audition, you know, it's so key, but I always find that, um, funny enough, before my driving test, actually. Um, Don't talk to me were... about driving tests. Okay, no, 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 I won't, I won't. Four times. <laughs> Four times. <laughs> but uh, a piece of advice I was given was, and I think it applies to all drama school editions as well, is, um, you know, don't practice like with 24 hours before the audition yeah. or for the test you know don't yeah. get in the car for 24 hours beforehand or don't no. go through your speeches uh 24 at least 24 hours before the audition you need time just to clear your head and just trust that the words are there and you've put all the work in i i think that's correct if your preparation has been thorough and good mm. and interested in it rather than interested in yourself interested in the words the story the the craft and and if your prep has been good you can apply that 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 kind of uh, edict mm. but um sometimes you have to <laughs> you know because <laughs> we all think in different ways and god knows we all think too much mm. um and i think that might work better for some people than others but it certainly could be a a plan mm. only a plan if your prep has been good and you've explored the words and explored the speeches in loads of different ways you know mm. you don't put yourself under the pressure of getting it right straight mm. away you've been places mm. you know you've tried it if it's sad you've tried it happy it, it, slowly slyly saucily uh, stupidly uh, any mm. words beginning with s but um <laughs> i think then if they ask you can you do it as if you were a, a you know a, a chicken on going shopping you probably could because you've probably been there mm. you know um, uh, but otherwise, you're on that railway that you can't get off because mm. that's what the pattern, the tune, the hope that you learned. Mm. I think uh, just just finally, in terms of like the um, sort of the mechanics of the audition as well, I think a big word is just to enjoy it as well. Just en yeah, enjoy yeah. yourself when you do it. Well, I, I refer you back to the cake story, so. <laughs> you know it is and we forget so easily that this is what we want to do this is what we love doing this is what we enjoy doing yeah you know and then we've all got things we like to do but yeah. this is what we've decided maybe if you're auditioning for Jonathan, to do as a life decision for the rest of your life so again serious preparation is required for a life decision and it won't just happen but yeah you also gotta try and enjoy it so yeah. you know when they have improvisations and stuff in 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 group auditions and recalls and stuff, you've got to go for it and you've got to be ready to make a fool of yourself and get it wrong. And quite often with movement things and and, and stuff like that, it's quite often uh, that they want to see if you're just into the work and into messing it up as much mm. as yeah. getting it dead right. Mm because you want a freedom of spirit. So even if you're doing something that you're finding difficult or you're not as good as Dave or, or, or Sarah's better than you, um, yeah. don't compare yourself to them. Jump into the work. And just enjoy it and just yeah. en enjoy yourself. And don't be scared to make a fool of yourself, I think. Absolutely. Just, they absolutely. need that. They want that. They want spirited people. They don't want idiots or <laughs> people who are deliberately making a fool of themselves to say, hey, I'm making a fool of myself. <laughs> I'll get a couple off now and again. But... Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's all kinds of people. And like I said yeah. before, don't compare, don't judge, do the work.
and that's it that's all you got to enjoy yourself Andy, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. So just just to finish on, this is a final question I ask all, all my guests. Um, in, in in your career, you know, acting, writing, directing, um, today, uh, what's been an experience that you've had that you'll never, ever forget? Um, devising a show at Mountview with the students, taking it up to Edinburgh and getting a fringe first was just... I didn't expect anything because it was the show was nuts. I mean, mm. bonkers. Mm. And um, that I think also doing a little thing I did for the BBC on a thing called Short Change, uh, being yeah. a, a, an investigator yeah. uh, uh, for, for, for the kids' TV show, a guy called Bob Target. On target for you. Can't even <laughs> wink the right way. <laughs> fantastic andy this has been so much fun thank you so much for your time um I'm just, i'll say goodbye to you one-to-one -one. i'll finish the recording now if you just hang on i'll say goodbye to you one-to-one -one. but guys uh wow well, i don't know what to say thank you andy this has been so much fun uh thank, thank you for you. watching thank you for listening this has been the uncensored critic podcast and i will be back soon once again andy johnson thank you sir thank you so much for having me